Unloose the goose. We'll take no use. Your paradigm's run out of time and we've got no use. Unloose the goose. Welcome to Unloose the Goose, honk honk. We're here the day after election day. This is episode 16. Is it, no, it's 17 of Unloose the Goose. Wow. We're, we're doing election hot takes tonight, guys. Are you up for this or are you like too exhausted from watching it all go down? Welcome to Unloose. A little bit of both. A little bit of yeah. both. Yeah. A little bit of both. Hawk's all yep. fired up down here. Dude. So, so He's all high on like, adrenochrome. We've got like the the ghost story Hawk over there on Whoa. Xavier Hawk. We've got I mean, John my, Bush. Hmm? Would you say it was my dark winter, dark yeah. winter? Your dark winter look, and I'm Nicole Sauce. <laughs> you know, people know who I am when I talk because I'm the only girl on this. That's right. Sometimes they mix <laughs> you all up and they want you to say what your names are. Anyway, okay, Don. so here we are. It's the most important election of our lifetime, right? <laughs> yep. It always yep. is. That's what they okay. say. I think Hawk actually believes what? that one. I think it's just a clever little <laughs> marketing scheme. Well, I mean, there's, there's two ways to look at it, right? Like either the whole thing, meaning like our whole civilization from the dawn of civilization has been scripted by some higher, you know, uh, life forms and yeah. that this is just part of the, 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 the farm and there's no escaping or this is actually an opportunity to stop the new world order. And I think John understands some of that, right? Like he's, he's all, he's, he's our new world order guy, right? Yeah. Yep. He's, he's NWO John. That's, That's right. What we called him today. The new kid on the block, the new, new girl, kid on the block, on the order, the the new order on the world. Um, you know, so I'm obviously more sympathetic to Trump than Biden, um, because of what Trump presents represents in many ways. Although being sympathetic to him didn't lead me to vote him, vote for him, or, or I wouldn't call myself a Trump supporter. And I do think that he does represent a departure from the Bush Clinton Clinton crime family. And from the hardcore globalist push to create more erode national sovereignty, to create more um, global government structures and all these trade deals and stuff. But that being said, it's this paradox where he still stacked his administration with Bilderbergers, Trilateral Commission, Council on Foreign Relations. And then we see stuff with like Operation Warp Speed. He's still appointing and funding all sorts of biomedical wearable tracking devices, uh, COVID immunity pass type technology. So I don't know what to think. It could all be a double, like a double agent thing where he's actually a puppet to create more chaos to foment, you know, the destruction of the United States of America. I don't think that's the case, but it's not just a clear cut as a libertarian or as an agorist. Trump good, the other guy bad, because he's still an authoritarian in, in many respects. But when it comes right. to New World Order, he, he I do think that he is a departure, and I don't think that he is entirely part of the plan. I think that he does represent a wrench in the gears of that agenda. Yeah. You know, I, oh, go, go ahead, talk. Well, I wanted to ask you, John, like, do you, do you, are you familiar with his whole, like, experience in Davos and when he went there? And, like, there's been videos posted about it, like, the, the whole Q thing being, like, this is the plan to save the world, right? And <laughs> how he's thrown, like you said, a wrench into the whole globalist agenda. And I think that there is a, a strong push there on his on his end. Do you do you see uh, what are the the things that make you that make you say like, yeah, he he is a wrench in the new world order agenda. So I watched one of his gear. I've been researching the global reset, which if you followed my podcast, I've been obsessing over it, but it's essentially mm -hmm. the world economic forums marketing program to carry out this future totalitarian dystopian, like surveillance society is a big part of it. The fourth industrial revolution. Right. And so I saw that Trump spoke at the Davos world economic forum that they do in Switzerland and a lot of what he was saying was just touting on nationalism and the benefit and the amazingness of the US economy. So I thought that wasn't I was going to see if he like said any new world order stuff or any if he's play, playing a part of that game. And so yeah, it, it's it's a throwback to nationalism away from the globalism and obviously all these trade deals and like the Paris climate accord which he pulled out of and now the United States is officially not a part of that. 
part of the agenda, Agenda 21 from 1992, and part of the World Economic Forum's Great Reset playbook is to leverage environmentalism and sustainability as a means of rolling out these controls um, from the bottom up in many ways. And so he has thrown a wrench in those gears in the trade deals and all sorts of stuff. But still, I think that it's like a narrow viewpoint to just think of it in those simple terms, like he's overthrowing the new world order, working against globalism, because there's always a play, right? So I don't think that Trump is part of the plan and it's a total, you know, mind fuck. I do think that he's a wrench in the system, but these folks that have this plan have been doing it for hundreds of years, literally from like Cecil Rhodes and yep. the Milner group and these roundtable groups, and they have plans A, B, C, and D. So I believe that what maybe they instituted, this is all theory, of course, is when Trump did take office and when there's a rise of nationalism globally with Brexit, for example, and what we see happening in some of the South American countries, I think that they're trying to play that. And the problem reaction solution paradigm for this could be to try to create order out of chaos, fomenting that division, because with all the Trump supporters all riled up, right? Everyone thinks that they're all woke and they're all into the queue and stuff, but they could be being played just the same to further the division, further divide and further sow mistrust in American institutions, which as an agorist, I'm cool with that. So there's all sorts of like diabolical games going on and it's absolutely nuts. And I wish that we could just govern ourselves and get it over with so we don't have to worry about all this shit. Me too. Yeah. Why aren't we doing that yet? I'm We're sorry, trying. Guys. Baby steps. <laughs> so I had a weird thought this weekend as I was thinking about from my liberty-based standpoint, if I wanted Trump or Biden. And I think we pretty much all see the economy going into this tailspin right now, right? Or or maybe you don't, but there's a lot of instability. 33.1%. <laughs> and... Um, you know, as a result of the shutdowns and, you know, you've got the malls now going out of business. Mm -hmm. You've got like all of these big entertainment venues done, you know, like yep. Broadway's closed through 2021, right? Hollywood's um, done. Yeah. I think, um, what's Woo that circus or Cirque du Soleil filed for bankruptcy? Oh, wow. Oh, a no. while ago. Uh, yeah, so Vegas there's all these screwed. like, there's just, I don't see how we get through the next year without a lot of pain and suffering from the losing job standpoint, right? And whoever is in office holding a giant bag of poop has a bag of poop. There's just no way around this bag of poop. Right. And so we tend to blame who's ever in office for the economic bag of poop, even though they try to point to the guy before them every time. So if Biden's in office when that happens and we have him branded as a progressive, doesn't that give us an opening to just beat on progressive policies, wherein if the freedom guy who's not really a freedom guy is in when that happens, then freedom's what, where the assault. I just I saw an opening if Biden wins that you can just totally point to progressivism as the reason that all this shit's happening. Hmm, that's interesting. I, I tend to think that uh, the 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 progressive thing has gone so far to like lunacy, you know, like the, 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 the Biden team, the China team, the fucking communist insurrectionist cheater team, like they have, they have trashed basically everything that they stand for now. And I, I see like a, a big swing back in the other direction. Like everything just pendulum ebbs and flows. Right. right. And, and we just get caught on this wave back and forth and, Oh, we blame them. Now we blame them. And it's just the constant division but I think it's gone so far to one end that it's almost like the top stops spinning and it falls over. You know, I, I there's there is this sense in a lot of people, I think, that this might be the last presidency, you know, that there is like something big looming, you know, whatever it is. And it's just because 2020 has been such a crazy mindfuck of a year um, with the bioweapon, with the, the economic collapse of the entire world, with Brexit, with everybody just putting the brakes on this rampant globalism without question. And it's like that, that whole new world order thing, like uh, tyrannical rule from above on top of the whole world with blockchains, microchips, vaccines. And everybody's kind of like, nah, fuck that. And then Trump comes in and it's like a big bull in the China shop. And you've got people that. 
Yeah. Whether, whether he's on their side he's or nuts. not. Yeah, he's, he's just like, fuck this. You know, we're going to do this instead. Like, we, we are good, you know? Um, and then everybody calls him racist and everything. And that's just like out of the communist playbook. Literally, like everything that's happening is literally play by play what happens in color revolutions in Eastern Europe or Venezuela. And the fact that people don't have an actual experience of that makes me think that they don't really understand the stakes that are at play here. And so it, progressive freedom guy, like it's almost doesn't, it almost doesn't matter if people don't recognize the actual threat that's at the door. It, it, either way, you just get keep getting played, but the 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 cage will keep getting smaller. Yeah, I think um, one thing that is really amplified with Trump is the media just running him oh. through the mud all the time, which is so yeah. annoying. And I really appreciated one of the things that I really loved about Trump was how he totally trashed on the media and like destroyed cnn and the whole fake news thing i do appreciate that he's sowing mistrust in that institution the fourth yeah. branch of the government but to answer what nicole was saying i think that that could be a possibility but because the media is a, essentially like a branch of not only of the government but of the dnc there's so much collusion there obviously uh, slanted towards the democrats even the uh Fox News Channel has a little bit of those tendencies as well. Yep. Um, I think that that is going to overcome any possibility of this play where it could tarnish the progressives. And it's it's so obvious that Trump was a threat to this whole paradigm because of absolutely how hard they've worked to undermine him. And the polls, for example, I always thought like, oh, well, in 2016, he was way behind Clinton, just the same, right? Yeah. And it's supposed to be a landslide for Biden. Um, there's just so much to unpack. And I feel bad for the Donald sometimes because it seems like he's authentic and genuine. But then as an anarchist and agorist, it's hard for me to, to throw my support again because I think that even Trump supporters are caught in the left-right paradigm and this reactionary oh. uh Mindfuck, right? And I'm really the true path is self-governance. And the reason I hope also that the institution of government and voting, maybe it can just come to a head where people finally realize this isn't working, right? And I know it's probably going to end up at the Supreme Court and people, everyone's talking about election stealing and there's some evidence of that. And there's also all sorts of sketchy stuff. But at the end of the day, it's pretty clear that half of the voting public favors Biden. Uh, or at least they favor, they don't favor Trump, so they're supporting Biden. I don't know about that. Or half of the voting public favors Trump. And if it's not 50-50, it's 48-52 or 49-51 or 45-55. But the point is there's still a whole lot of people that want to be governed this way. There's a whole lot of people that want to be governed that way. And the solution isn't when one guy is in office and one party's in office, then their views are forced upon everyone else no matter what they feel about it. Or when this guy's in office, their views are forced. I just hope that people become more aware that there's another way to do things. And that's what yeah. we're trying to present with like freedom cells and blockchain-based decentralized societies and free private cities and stuff. And I'm hoping Fire that we on. can carve out, carve out our little space. Yeah, so the, you bring up something interesting. You've got the red. So there's three colors in the primary color wheel, right? Red, blue, mm -hmm. and yellow. And right now it's red versus blue. But like what you're talking about and what we're talking about generally with, a, with the Unloose the Goose is the yellow radiant path, right? The present, you know, um, I Gold. think, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I, I don't think 68 million people in the country voted for Biden at all. <laughs> I, I don't think, although, you know, I've lost so many friends just by posting my opinions and let me That's also so make it sad. It really is. And like, it's I don't an opinion. I, well, and it's founded on actual facts and reason. And, and they're like, they think you're racist or you're, they, you're homophobic, they, transphobic. Yes. yes. And like, I honestly don't give a shit. Um, either about, <laughs> you know, homophobia or like, like everybody's free to be and do and, and, and be radiant in their own way. Like, I don't care. Um, be and fabulous I, fabulous if they want to be, be fabulous, darling. But like the, the, the fact I don't, I'm not judging them. Except now I kind of feel like I am because it's like, well, now you're calling me horrible things and you haven't looked at the facts and you, you say I'm, I'm, I'm a white supremacist or I'm a racist or homophobic. And I'm like, like these things are not true. And I'm going to be in your face and tell you that they're not true. And all the things that you're telling me about this guy, the Donald is also not true. And 
it's, they're always white Caucasians themselves too. It's like yeah, very rare yeah. that I see a Mexicano guy or an African American that's calling yeah. everyone racist for supporting Trump. And then there's a bunch of Mexican. Trump did pretty good with the Latino vote. And it seems like he did pretty fair with African-Americans, and he's certainly done more than Biden's done in 47 years, which was a great talking point. I wish he would have hammered that home even more. Yeah, It's always this like young, white, college liberal that's so up in arms about the race thing. I think it's so played out. and It is racist in and of itself. Yeah. To To say that a group of people needs protection from white, straight males inherently is saying that white, straight males are more powerful. Like, that's racist. Right. The only people who really need protection are children, in my opinion. Um, but to, to, to your point, you, you know, Biden said uh, he'd been there for 47 years. And it turns out like I mean, I could go through facts. I don't want to spend this episode talking about why why Trump is, you know, actually a good guy. I have to make it clear that, like, I really don't care which guy is in power because I don't care about either one of those. I want to build the radiant path. Right. And. I literally see Biden as the the influx of communism, let's say. And if we were going to have a far right or a far left, like we've got to be in the middle, but there's no chance of us getting to the middle with with a far right thing. So I'm like, I just want Trump to win. So I have four more years to get Firon built and that they don't come and kill me and put me up against the wall, comrade, as Pete likes to say. Gosh, I hope they don't do that. You know, what's been interesting in this election for me is the it's always been a bit of like, Talking point, talking point, talking point against talking point. This time, people were losing their minds on me. On yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't vote. <laughs> <laughs> and because I didn't, like, think their guy was better than the other guy's guy. And both sides just losing their minds at me, vitriolic attacks. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, how many of us? would have actually made any difference in whatever the outcome is going to be anyway, who, who are here in the agorist right. sphere. Like I mean, maybe 1%. If it's well, that close. I'd love it if we had 1% of the population. That'd you, be You know great. what I mean? Like yeah. Yeah. you guys are, and, and I'm like, why are you even wasting your freaking time with me? Right. Like I'm nothing. Yeah. I'm nothing. I'm just one vote. And you're like losing your shit because you know, it, you know, not your president or whatever. And you assume I would vote for Trump. And so you're trying to get me to vote for Biden. That's, that's the other thing. It was more of my liberal friends than the others mm. who assumed I would vote for Trump. And I'm like, I'm not voting for either of those motherfuckers. I guess I can say that. On, I can't say that on my podcast. I can say that here. <laughs> I wouldn't vote for either of them. I've never voted for one or the other the entire time I voted when I was voting. I always wrote in who I thought would make a good president. Toby Keith. Yeah. <laughs> One time it was Mickey Mouse, and I was just pissed off that year. All right. Yeah. Ron Paul. So it's it's just like that I did level wrong. of willingness to attack people and bully people. But I'm only seeing that from the left at this point. I'm not I'm not seeing like people bullying. Well, okay, I, I guess there are like really yeah. obnoxious Trump supporters that are there like there are. Yeah, totally. They're just not your friends. Yeah. Apparently. No. I, I, you know. I, I I campaigned for Kerry back in the day. I voted for Obama. I was I, I was an idiot. Um, <laughs> basically, we forgive you. I voted for Kerry too back in the day because I was an like anti-war guy. Bush. Yeah, but even then, like we I anti-Bush order was real. Like I knew that this was happening, and like I'm 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 just like, how can this world be so fucked up? And I, I at this point, like I really do see. Chinese Joe Biden as a imminent China national security China threat. Joe. China Joe, dude. He is a national security threat. He's senile. He's got dementia. As somebody who ran a home health agency, I know dementia when I see it. Mm-hmm. And that motherfucker is toast. And like the fact that other people don't like people have not read history enough and don't know what a color revolution looks like. I have a guy in Venezuela who texted me. He's like, he begged like when it was happening to Venezuela, he begged me like, take my sister to the United States and give her a job. Like, let her be your nanny. Like, please. It's so bad here. And people don't get it. And they were rich. He was, he was a wealthy young kid. Yeah. Well, people like, don't get what they're asking for. Like they're, I'm hearing the word civil war, like bantered around, like, yeah, maybe we need another one of those. I mean, I'm ready. I mean, if I mean, it might happen and I'm like not happy about it, but like, why do you want that? I do not. No, I 
Anybody in their right people mind? People do would... though. They like, yeah, it's time for a civil war. We got, we got to end racism. Okay, because shooting a bunch of people is going to end racism. Dude, are you fucking kidding me? No. There's a lot of people on the other side too that are itchy. That have itchy trigger yeah. fingers. Everybody's yeah, just all worked up against. I'm not going to let them vandalize the businesses downtown. Pow, pow, pow. What? That that was that Kyle Rittenhouse kid, right? Like, yeah. I think we talked about that a couple episodes. Like, why the fuck would you go down there looking looking for trouble? You I'm know, staying like, in the holler. No, yeah. No offense, but yeah, I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm not. I don't want to defend America for. I mean, America from a Chinese invasion is one thing, but America from some color revolution or whatever, I would want to head for the hills and build our own little thing as this whole thing collapses in on itself. It's it's a scary well, do you show. Think that would happen though. Like, do you think that let's say let's say it goes China Joe and everybody is like, all the Trump people finally get a set of balls and they come out and they're like, no, we're not going to do this, and it starts a war in the streets, right? Um, and let's say that that's what they that's the playbook, that's the literal you know play by play color revolution thing, and then you've got uh, then they do get the lefties do get in power, right? Do you think like there's anywhere to hide? Do you know how many people were killed in Russia? Uh, and how many people were killed in China? And now we have our fucking own tracking devices with all of our records, all of our political views. Like, yeah, that shit. There's nowhere to hide at that point. I don't know that it's going to be full on accelerated communism, Bolshevik revolution style stuff that right. takes place. I think that. The agenda, although that's exciting and sexy, right? It's great to write a blog about or do a video about. <laughs> I think the the real agenda. This is a realization. I was doing an interview with this guy, and he was talking about collapse. And you know, we're all familiar with collapse. Talk about it all the time and stuff, right? But uh, early on in 2006, I thought that it was going to be a huge total collapse, crisis, Mad Max scenario, right? And then yeah. 2007, 2008 happened, and it wasn't a bottom of the bucket falling out type of scenario, right? It was ugly. There was a lot of losses and a lot of mix-ups and industries shaken up. We see that same thing happening here. But studying more of the Great Reset, which I think is probably going to be one of the predominant plans, like Agenda 21, it's right. essentially a continuation of Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, the Sustainable Development Goals. I think what they want to have, more so than a communist revolution, take up arms, kill everyone, uh, take them to the gulags, right? I right. think it's going to be more of a Fabian socialism frog in the boiling pot. And I think that is the strategy and the methodology, um, you know, because I think a lot of the left folks and commies and these little young radicals, I don't think it's an organized movement to the point where it could stand up against MAGA, especially if Trump was the leader and like really using that rhetoric, like, let's go, boys. Or even Alex Jones was like, now's the time. Right. Right. Um, and then they, get, they can get censored on big tech. But Jones has his own channel. So you're not gonna be able to shut that guy down. They could try DDoS attacks. But I don't think it's the play because the right is armed and there is boogaloo boys and militia like never before. Um, and even MAGA country is armed. They're not extreme like boogaloo boys and air quotes for the podcast audience and these folks that are already training paramilitary militia activity, which is on the rise, uh, has been since Obama. And then it's emboldened with Trump. Um, so I don't think that that's a good play for the globalists and the manipulators and the social engineers and puppet string pullers. I think that they are going to continue their piecemeal oh, and run around yeah. piece by piece decentralized, right? Here's another thing too, because you were talking about like Trump represents fighting the new world order, right? And so even if Trump were to get office again and during the past four years, yes, he took us out of the Paris climate accord, but Again, back to this great, re great reset research. I did an interview with this lady, Julianne Romanello, and she was a professor at Tulsa University. And she discovered because of the language that they were using, she was like, what's going on here? Well, she right. dug a little deeper. One of the biggest plays for rolling out this global government totalitarian surveillance society is using tax exempt foundations to come in with impact investing at the local level, public schools, industry, even city governments. Yep. And so Agenda 21 through local Agenda 21, which they later changed to just comprehensive planning, um, yeah. they're like circumventing and skipping the federal government and the state governments even in large part altogether. And they yeah. want to slowly erode away those institutions, federal government, Congress, state governments, and replace it with like these managerial district type things. So I think that's the play. I don't think it's a hot war 
because I don't know that they could win that with all the guns, right? I think they got a long-term approach and they don't want it to go hot. That's my analysis. So let's move into some of the chicanery that has been going on in this election. Chicanery? Chicanery. Chicanery, man. Chicanery. (laughs) So, uh, first I want to address John's thing. I agree. I think that uh, to take it into a kinetic thing would would be stupid on their part. Um, but it's almost like there are enough people now on the, the freedom train that recognize the whole new world order thing. Yeah. And they're like, you know, fuck that. And yeah, it used to be the John Birch society and like some, you know, extreme dudes at the meeting with 12 people. Now it's a Q whole movement, all the old school guys, everything. It's like like Betty down at the circle K, like you, you get those new world added bastards. Uh, <laughs> I love Betty. Yeah, he's so cool. Um, so the chicanery. All right, so chicanery way. We chicanery. have uh, we have uh, Sharpie Gate, right? They, they, in Sharpie all, Gate. All the Republican. Uh, oh, I wish I could do headlines when you guys talk. That'd be funny. <laughs> Sharpie Gate. Yeah, With like a pen. Oh, in in Republican street. precincts, they gave out Sharpies, and then uh, then you've got the the mysterious 148 or no 180 thousand. Full on Trump, uh, full on Biden ballots in Michigan. I think it was at 4 a.m. that Trump like presciently said, "We can't have more votes coming in at 4 a.m." So they did. They came in at precisely 4 a.m. All for Biden. Right? Well, how yeah. do you know they were coming in at 4 a.m. at 2 a.m.? Because He's God, he knows Q. everything. Yeah, like him and Q Trump? were down, and like they they've got the cue cards. Okay. <laughs> well, that means he wants to lose. I, you know, I'm, I'm they probably both want to lose right now, actually. Like, yeah, going back to, to John's earlier statement, like, if it's all just like scripted and everything and we are watching a movie, as Q says, and, you know, uh, nothing can stop what's coming. Like, what is the only thing that one cannot stop from coming? Death, right? So like, maybe we're just yeah. headed for that. I hope Well, not. we are just headed for that. We all are. Some but of us meantime, faster than others, but. Yeah, but in the meantime, we get to have some fun, right? Yeah. 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 So the, the Florida, the Michigan thing, I think, was pretty egregious. And it's I think Trump has already indicated that they're going to file a lawsuit in Michigan, mm-hmm. lawsuit over Pennsylvania, recount in Wisconsin. Wisconsin yep. getting a recount. Mm-hmm. And Trump needs all three of those in order to win. He also would need Nevada, it appears. So Nevada's only six electoral college votes. That could be mm-hmm. like the sleeper state. That yeah, makes Nevada seems difference. to be like where the crux is. Yeah. And NC and... Pennsylvania. Did you say Pennsylvania, John? Yeah, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. is one of the weird ones where they had yeah. they changed up. But I think the Supreme Court already ruled that they can, in fact, allow those mail-in ballots to trickle in. So I don't know what the play is with the lawsuit thing. And then one of my fears about the hot, I think if Trump – obviously, this could make it to the Supreme Court, which is stacked six to three conservatives, many yeah. of whom Trump appointed, right? And we all know how this network works. Unless they actually go in and like do something objective. It's not always that way. It's always politics. But if, if. Oh, well, like Biden, Justice John Roberts, who is at, uh, Epstein's flight logs and who has oh, been yeah. totally liberal, like, like, I'm sorry to interrupt, game. but like there is so much fucking rampant corruption that mm-hmm. it's like, I told you guys earlier, I'm like, I'm ready to go, you know, get a bunch of boys together and go tar and feather these people in Washington, right? Um, it, like a hundred years ago, that's what would have happened. Like people are just sitting back, like, oh, Trump will take care of it. Oh, the Supreme Court will take care. And it's like nobody's been nope. taking care of shit. Nope. Sorry. But what does take care of it? it? What does take care of it mean, though? It's just like put a diff- another, put the same ruler back in. You know? No, arrest like, take- them, hang them for treason publicly, so that everybody's like, yeah, we're not going to do corrupt shit anymore. It's accountability. Like we just need accountability. But Trump's corrupt too. And gives bailouts to his buddies and deficit spends like a drunken sailor. I mean, the problem is once you get that that high in office, you're in the game. You're playing the game. Right. The way we want to win is by not playing the game, right? And so we're watching them play the game and we're like, you're playing the game wrong. Well, they're playing the game. And when you play the game, you end up corrupt no matter how hard, how pure your heart is. I watch libertarians go into office all the time. Really? Libertarians go into office? Yeah, yeah, on the local <laughs> level. And they lose it, right? They, right. they, they end up realizing they're playing the game. And yeah. then libertarians are particularly good at rules. Right. So. Robert's rules of order. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they, 
you know, they'll, they'll start seeing how that works. And it's, I think it's very hard to maintain the sort of that I'm going to do this thing leadership and walk away the way our structure is set up. It is designed to make you play the game. And then once you fall into playing the game, you do trade off here a little bit. And then a little bit, a little bit. bit, And pretty much your whole Mm -hmm. life is a trade off. Yeah. Even if you've gone in with the purest of intentions. Yeah. Before you're a Democrat. Yeah. Which I doubt. I mean, by the time you've made president, like I don't even want to know what you did to get there, but also weird homosexual stuff and skull and bones dungeons and stuff. Do you believe Michelle Obama's a man? No. <laughs> Michael, no, I don't. Speaking of election hot takes, no. I don't. I was going to say earlier, I think it could get hot if Biden is declared the winner by the media and stuff, again, with the right. air quotes. Right. And then it goes to the Supreme Court, which Trump has stacked. And then the Supreme Court rules in favor of Trump, even though Biden appeared to have win and Biden has the popular vote. Then I think that they'll execute Order 66 and they'll like <laughs> – let the commies and they'll instigate and have the police stand down. And I think that the left really has a lot more volatility tendency. We already know their playbook in large part from the BLM protests and riots. We don't yeah. know not known what MAGA countries is going right. to do. Well, think. let me ask you, do you think they're just going to roll over and take it? Let's say Biden's, let's say Biden's officially like, yay, Biden's the guy. There is enough chicanery because that's a fun word to uh, to prove that the election was fraudulent and the right, let's say, I don't think we'll take it. And I don't know if people actually know what they'll do. You know what I mean? I think they'll wait. A lot of it will have to do with what Trump says to do. Right. Well, they're not going to wait till Biden gets into power and, you know, Hillary's running the Department of Defense. That would be Hillary. Right. Well, you think Trump will even leave office? Right. Because he occupies the institution. I I imagine what the what the generals do will have a lot to do with it. Right. If the generals are like, all right, Donald, we're going to follow Biden here. You can stay in this building, but we might have to remove you. I don't know what it's going to be. He seems like he's pretty. Well, I don't think he's hard headed. Yeah, I don't think he would be like, you know, post up in the White House and be like, you have to take me out. Like, I don't think he's like that. I think if he feels like he's got the people and the military, he'll be like, fuck around and find out. But what if the Supreme Court rules against Trump and rules in favor of Biden? You think he'll honor that? Because if he doesn't honor that, then it's like hardcore counter economics at that point. You know, (laughs) I think he would. I think if the I think. Getting a general sense of the guy since I started paying attention to him at the beginning of COVID, like I get the sense that he would actually be like, yeah, I'm not going to risk my life and my, you know, my billions of dollars and all of this. Yeah. Then like international could get involved like the UN. But if he has the mandate of the people, which I do believe he believes he has now, given like the the landslide that he has literally won by, not like the fake bullshit landslide. He did. How do you know how much of it is actually fraud, though? I know. Look, I've been following it, and I've seen it. Right? Stop talking. (laughs) No, no. Why? Can you hear me? Was that a joke? All of a sudden, I couldn't hear you. It was like. Oh yeah. No, I mean, Florida. NSA just got in. He he literally won Florida by a landslide, like four hundred thousand. Florida was good. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how the rest of the country was going up until about eleven, and then they started saying, "Oh, we can't," you know, "we can't." All the news agencies, including Fox, said, "Oh, we can't actually say how he's going to go now," you know, because this and that. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, all of these random ballots start showing up, and everything that he had called out from the beginning of the whole thing actually started happening. And like he gave his thing at two a.m. saying, "We won," like we like legitimately won. And in most states by a landslide, but all of these fake ballots are coming through. And like now this is the biggest travesty in this. Again, it's like I'm hip to that. I just don't I don't think that that was an honest thing to do, declaring the win. Even if there was landslides here and there, there were still a lot of votes to be counted. And the whole the whole mail in ballot thing, obviously, it created an, more opportunity for fraud and chicanery. Yeah. Um, it's just hard to tell. It's hard to determine what the truth is, right? Like building seven, we can watch a video and assuming all the videos aren't doctored or manipulated, then we can see, okay, collapse. Okay. Scientific data with Scientology yeah. and all the heat and stuff. But it's like, it's just so hard to know really. And then there's so many vying parties and I don't think he has a mandate for the people because there's so many people that don't want to get along with it. That's the ultimate error with this whole system. And as agorists or even libertarians or like being sympathetic with one side, it's just hard to support the idea that even if Trump had it stolen from him by this margin or whatever, 
it's still like we can't all get behind one guy just because I don't know. I'm just kind of well, rambling, I mean, but I'm just so fed up, up with a the guy you could get behind, right? What? They didn't put up a guy you can get behind? And Biden's like in, incoherent. He is. Yeah, he's, he's terrible. That's the problem with, I mean, you're just like, you guys couldn't do better than that. That's why I think it's all bullshit because yeah. like they're literally. They're like, the can we get people candidate. to vote for a buffoon? Okay, let's try. Yeah. But the and media, they've had the media. The warmonger last time. You can have a shitty candidate and then literally have every single mainstream media channel and massive amounts of culture and companies and celebrities all just railing on you for four years. I guess five or six years if you include the election last year. And even though you have a dipshit in Biden and like weak ass Kamala Harris that did terribly on her own, that could still, you know, muster up a lot of anti-Trump fever. Everyone's all like with the Trump deranged syndrome stuff, too. And it's like I it's OK for us to agree, d- disagree on politics, but it's not OK if we disagree on racism, transphobia, homophobia, classism and stuff like that. And it's like, why do you make that stretch? There's black yeah. people that vote for Trump. I yeah. have a bunch of Trump friends. Xavier here is fond of Trump. Like we're not they're not racists. It's just right. such a bullshit stretch. It's but that's wild. how mind fucked everyone is. And that's yeah. why maybe Trump could legitimately not have as much support as he would need to win. I, I I disagree. I think that there are like far more people who are like starting to wake up and rational and are not falling for. And like all of the Trump yep. rallies are like, you, you see all these gay people there with their flags. You see all these Mexicans, you see Vietnamese, you see everybody now, you know? And it's like, okay, so that narrative doesn't really work anymore. Right. And Trump's win in all of these Latino communities and all the black communities and like, you know, the platinum plan and all of these things that he's act like judge a man, not by his words, but by the fruits of his labors or whatever that Bible quote is. Um, it, I think it's really, people should really fucking look at that for a second and say, okay, like, is this system good? No. Is it the one that has created the most equity and uh, equitability in the world? Yeah, pretty much. It's not perfect and it's got a lot of fucked up things. Um, and we can improve upon it, but to go backwards into, into communism, into totalitarianism, like not a great, not a great look. Oh, but we had totalitarianism. It's never really been tried the right way, remember? (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. This time it'll work. We did have totalitarianism with Trump still. There's still raids. IRS was still harming people, although it was less funded. And the whole thing that took place with the Department of Homeland Security, paramilitary agents going into local communities to rough people up. I know it was protecting the courts and stuff like that. That was some totalitarian shit, right? That was some unprecedented stuff. And all of a sudden, all these people that I, that used to be on my side against the Department of Homeland Security and against like that type of oppression were all of a sudden all in favor of it. Um, I do, though, like I, I was talking about, maybe Trump didn't have the support to win. But I do think objectively, I my thinking based on awareness of it all is that there are more Trump supporters out there. And I do think Trump had more of a silent majority thing. There's a oh, lot yeah. of people that were afraid to profess their support of Trump. And some of the pundits, it must have been CBS or whatever we were watching last night. They pointed out that there was a lot of Republicans. You, They had signs in their yard for the down ballot Republican races or even Congress or the Senate, but not right. for Trump. because They didn't want their yard to get TP'd or the signs to get taken away. And I think really what what harmed the Democrats, but maybe it got a lot of them excited. I don't know, was all the protests and riots and stuff. That's yeah. not a good look in Philadelphia and Kenosha, like the mainstream American doesn't want that. And then voting with your wallet, too. There's a lot of as I get a little older and more mature and make more money, I'm like, man, taxes are really important thing. Right. I know you can take my agorist badge, but there's a lot of people (laughs) that are concerned about the economy and the thought of Joe Biden coming in and increasing capital gains and all these taxes like that's not appealing to anyone or repealing. It's not good for small business. Right. It's that. Mm-hmm. That attack on small business that's been going on systematically. And then you have to use tiny windows. Like, who wants tiny windows? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's part of the Agenda 21 stuff. It totally, for real. Is. It totally is. And for all of those listening on the podcast, I'm, I'm doing my accordion hands like Trump does. Like Trump. He's so funny, though. I, you know, so even if he doesn't win and we don't descend into civil war, I think Trump's definitely going to be a big player. 
And because he's like really brilliant and smart, I think he'll his MAGA movement will still be a political wrecking force more so than even the Tea Party was, which kind of fizzled away and kind of got sold out in itself. And so he's talked about doing like a, a media network, right? So with his resources and his influence, he could possibly have a channel competing with Fox News, like on satellite out to all the TVs and that you could get live all the time. So I think that'll still influence society, right? So, Even if it's not pol- direct political, and then that'll help get people elected and stuff. Okay. So with the, with the, the CCP bioweapon, the masks, Gates coming out with the vaccines, all of these like mandated masks and vaccines and like in New Zealand, they're locking people up in concentration camps who refuse to get tested in, um, in Australia. If you protest the masks or if you say you're going to protest the mask, they come to your house and remove you. Like mm-hmm. this is like totalitarian shit, right? Yeah. It's bad. You, like I don't, I don't, I don't foresee the American people allowing that even with a slow boil at this point, everything like they sort of revealed their hands in 2020 and we're like, we have to go balls to the wall with the whole, whole ordeal, all or nothing kind of thing. And it kind of blew up in their faces. And I, I don't see, I don't see um, maybe we've had too much fluoride. Maybe everybody's been, you know, emasculated or whatever you want to say, or been just gay frogs. Yeah, gay frogs flying from the sky, right? Like uh, Alex Jones says, like maybe that's happened and nobody will stand up. But I, I, I don't see that for me. Like I'm not gonna just take that, you know. I'm not gonna go hide. Yeah. I don't. Think, I think that there are enough people that would be like, f this, and then would take it kinetic if they really try to pull this shit. And if they don't, I think they're cowards, and I think that they don't understand what the fuck is at stake. Yeah. Well. Um, I think that the whole lockdown COVID CCP bioweapon, and that's what you want to call it. Um, I, I think that, that I think they overplayed their hands. Yeah. And, um, I do think that people are rising up all over Western Europe as well. Unfortunately, it seems like they can't rise up in New Zealand or Australia, but we could yeah, certainly rise up here. Um, I think they overplayed their hands and I think there's a lot of reasonable, rational people that are seeing through it. And I think they say it's COVID fatigue, right? They have it so well scripted where it's like people are starting to go out again. Then it's like roll out the testing in the cases. It's like the reason why the outbreaks are spreading more and there's all this contagion all around is because you're going out again and you're hugging people again. And I don't think it's going to last. But so even if they do bring the tyranny down, I still don't know that kinetic, as you keep calling it, is a good strategy. Yeah. I don't know that that meeting the state head on, uh, unless like Oath Keeper swells, which it hasn't, and unless the state and the military were to stand down, a lot of them are just going along to get along, just like a lot of Trump voters are. They just want to keep they don't want to lose their pension and their children's future. Right. And so I don't know that kinetic even as a response to the covid lockdown stuff is a good strategy i know that maybe that's just the way that i think like i try to do a little more strategic and like anticipate different plays and if it goes hot then it's like okay it's going to be a guerrilla warfare that's going to last a long time there's going to be drones that are hunting down american patriots yeah i don't know that that's the play but there are some people that are ready and willing and that want that right they call them accelerationists you know that's a thing now yeah no i i can't get behind that but like at the same time like we have till january 20th or whatever until the new administration, if the new administration is a new administration, mm-hmm. um, because after that, then it's like full on defense and they've got the full weight of the military behind them. But like up until then, that it's this is like the weird zone, right? Because if Trump doesn't win, that's the only option that they have if they're going to do anything. American patriots, let's say it's the only yeah. time window that they would have. Otherwise, it's it, it, there's no shot. And if I think I think if Jack were here, he'd be, he'd be like. You guys are fucking idiots. Like you, it's not going to happen. You know, like this, they'd be stupid to do it. And to a large degree, I agree with you, John. And like, what could they do? Really? It would have, they wouldn't be able to do anything unless the U.S. military stood down other than bolster Trump's, you know, mindset and be like, you know what? I'm not giving up the seat or whatever. <laughs> I just don't, I don't see it. Yeah. If we melt down into, I'm not giving up the seat. We are going into civil war. Even with the Supreme Court, you mean? Yeah, I just, uh, I think if it gets to that point, there's there's no avoiding it. I don't think it's going to look like the last one. No. And I don't think it's going to look like the revolution. But 
at at the point where people are saying I'm not giving up my seat and they've been voted out, even with all the fraud, both sides don't believe there's fraud on the other side, right? Like they believe their side is right. And mm-hmm. and so the Democrats are like, no, those, you know, those 150,000 votes that showed up or whatever it was, those are legitimate. I don't, think, I don't think the Democrat leadership thinks that they're in the right. I think that they are manipulating their base. And yeah, like, but that's not what matters, right? What mm-hmm. matters is what their people think, and their people are buying it hook, line, and sinker. Right. Like I'm, I'm watching intelligent – I'm looking at my other computer here. Intelligent people who I grew up with who were smart. Right. Actually have bought this. Yeah. And when yeah. you suggest there might be a different reality, they're You're, just like talking point, talking point, talking point. Those yeah. are the people who are going to fight. They're and not going to fight. Gonna, fighting's they're, really they're, light. They're going to have spatulas and dildos trying to defend their homes. They don't have guns or know how to use them. They're not going to Yeah, fight. the average masses I don't think are going to take. This is going to be, if there is a civil war, there is more skirmishes. It's going to be fought by the extreme, the extremists, the extreme of the extreme. But then I do believe that the radicals or the extremists on either side will grow. Yeah, yeah. I always try to analyze what happened here in Austin. Okay, there were riots. There were a, a lot of nights of heat. But I know the actual group that is a former Maoist, Leninist, they're called yes. Red Guard Austin, and they're actual communists, but they're all young Peckerwood types, right? Right, they right. morphed into this group called Mike Ramos Brigade trying to defend this guy that died that was like half black, half Latino, even though that guy's mom was like, don't assault – you're running my son's name through the mud. We don't want yeah. you. But yeah. that was usually the group that would go and destroy things and cause problems. And I, you know, you could see how big they are because they host their own protests compared to the more mainstream Austin right. Justice Coalition. So what I foresee is it, so we already know what can happen in LA, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, so on and so forth. But I think that the ranks of the extremists, radicals, agitators, disruptors, people that are willing to use violence is going to grow. Um, yeah. Because of this election thing. So I think it's going to maybe, I don't know if it's going to be two X, five X. Have you seen the, the not fucking around club? And <laughs> no, the NFA group. No, they're, they're, um, a black militia, a black. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They walk through the city of uh, Atlanta brandishing all their arms. Like I think twice they shot each other. Like <laughs> they, they, uh, accidentally shot each other. Um, and they're led by this really radically crazy dude who wears dashikis calling him the Grandmaster Flash or something like that. And um, and I hope he sees this and how I butchered his name and his group's name. It's racist, uh, bro. Yeah, totally. Oh, God. And they, they're, like, literally, like, making demands, going up to, uh, you know, federal buildings or ju- uh, where they, they hold court, court houses. Thank you. Um, and, 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 like... You know, saying we're going to come back in three, like like schoolyard bullies, like meet here at three. And if you don't meet our demands, we're going to do bad things, you know. And um, it's like you said, though, there's ranks are swelling. They're being funded. They're carrying like heavy arms, like really nice weaponry, not just like your local like, hey, I'm going to go buy an AR-15. These are like decked out. They're wearing armor um, and they're marching, you know, all like communist style and they're, they're it's like wild cards right like if something pops off somewhere like when do they show up and who are they gonna mess with and why you know i think they're just anarchists in a, in a certain degree they want they just want to take down everything and build their own right their own black country or whatever yeah black nationalism yeah and based well, on like egyptian stuff and this and that and it's like that's cool like respect egyptian but, stuff yeah yeah but you know like you've got the boogaloo boys you've got all these other strange groups of everybody's got their own ideology and it's like there's no cohesion to it so it just becomes like chaos one problem i think it would be easier for people to accept a new paradigm where it is balkanized or more decentralized and so the black nationalists can do their thing in this community and you know the boogaloo boys can found a militia compound in montana or whatever but so many americans both conservative and liberals, even like democratic socialists and stuff, everybody's so caught up in this idea of America and American democratic institutions. And we need to preserve this and we need to vie for control of that. 
And I think a lot of it has to do with indoctrination in public schools and singing, you know, putting your hand on your chest and pledging allegiance to the flag. And I think that Larkin Rose talks about, you know, you give away your authority, arbitrary authority. I think that that really has a lot to do with the root of the problems that we're facing. And it's definitely something that makes my job hard as like an anarchist innovator wanting to create alternative institutions, alternative social organizations, because everybody's just so tied and bought into the idea of America and everyone's competing for that. But it doesn't have to be competing for one big institution. It could be MAGA country, you know, take over this state. These guys take over this little enclave here and there. And I hope that we go towards that, and I hope that more people – because there's everybody so pissed off about the Senate not flipping blue or Trump getting had. It's just like it doesn't have to be like this. you know. If we could think outside the box, we could yeah. do things differently here. It's happened before in history with the Soviet Union collapsing, you know. and this is a big American empire that has all sorts of satellite states, and it's a yeah, huge territorial area. Good thing. I mean, as somebody who understands that the new world order is real, like you got to understand that the only thing that's stopping them is the power of the United States military. And if the United States balkanizes, that military will be depleted and, and fighting itself. And then whatever's left will have nothing to stand up against China and the, the, the rest of the forces of the world allied against us. Right. Therefore, the- maintain this unethical empire of an institution that's done so much harm for so many people. I get your argument, but my only point is like, give us four years and let's build the fucking thing that's going to work and then let it all fucking collapse. It's going to take longer than four years to build all this shit. Yeah. What do you want to build? Fire on. I want to be able to build a like app that people can use wherever they are in the world and start building sovereignty as an ideology, not as a nation state or genetics, but based upon balance, liberty, justice, freedom, the idea of being able to make decisions and self-determination together rather than have a, a large nation state telling us how and why and where and harvesting us. Let us harvest ourselves. That's what I want to build. And in a communist world, I would not last a minute. But in a Trump world, I might be able to get get it off the ground. That's so that I have no other dog in the fight because like everything else will go whichever way it goes, really. But if I can if I can have a, a fertile oasis to build in rather than a dangerous desert, I don't know. Maybe the maybe there is benefit to growing in a dangerous desert. It makes you stronger and tougher and more resilient. <laughs> One thing that I um I wanted to harp on, and, and this is something that's been super beneficial for me. I was inspired by this. Again, this guy that I'm, you know, tertiary friends with, hyper liberal on my Facebook list. And you could tell it's always the issues. Like everyone's just so mind controlled that they just go on with the issues of the day the media is talking about. But he was up till 6.30 a.m. And I just want to read this part of his post here um, because I think it's really important. A lot of people take this victimhood mentality. I'm more upset about the likely failure to retake the Senate. So much of my own personal well-being and that of my children hinged on the Democrats being able to do things like pass a hefty COVID stimulus bill to benefit out-of-work people like me, protect my ability to get affordable health insurance, and maybe even do something about the Supreme Court currently poised to pass decisions that will directly harm my family. None of that is likely to happen, and as a result, now none of that is likely to happen, and as a result, my life will probably become a quite bit harder this coming year. I just want to remind everyone that the appropriate response to your guy or this guy or the election or all this chaos is to do everything in your power to ensure that you have the utmost responsibility and control over your life, whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's living in an area that isn't so hard hit by riots and political malcontents. But we as human beings need to be in control of our lives. And there's steps that you can take in your life. Being independently wealthy has a lot to do with it. Being emotionally sovereign, having a strong network and a strong community, um, having your own ability, your own food source, your own storable food, your own water, all that stuff. So that even if this happens here or more communism comes down the road or a stimulus bill never gets passed, you're still charting your own course. And we always need to have our eye on the prize, the prize being our own goals and our own destiny and our own ideal life. And everyone gets so caught up in the politics of the day. And this guy that I just read, he's obviously in total victimhood. And he's like, the stimulus bill is not going to get passed. I've been out of work. It's like, well, then why don't you go find a new line of work that's 
in line or in demand right now, right? Or my affordable health insurance. It's like, okay, if you can't. What affordable fucking health insurance is he talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's a pipe dream. I'm sorry. Like that one, I've been hearing that talking point from the left. Oh. That's like if you can't afford health insurance, then you got to grow your income, right? You got to take proactive steps. But it's not affordable anymore. Doesn't matter. Right. Well, if you make 200K, most insurance right. is pretty affordable. Okay, granted, but they're talking about their affordable health insurance at $600 a month when it As used to be $100 a month before. before the fucking act was passed. Yeah, that's something Sorry. that Trump was starting to rip up. Yeah. But yeah, the point is just that, that the biggest thing that we can do, I think, in the wake of all of this is make sure that we keep our eye on the prize and that we have as much control and responsibility over our lives so we can insulate ourselves from the politics of the day. Dude, I think that that's a great point. And I think, you know, we're at the, we're at an hour and I, I don't know if you guys wanted to continue on for an hour and a half or two, but that's a, I'm good with that. I do want to I'm say good. one thing that's totally off topic. Closing thoughts. Can yeah. I say a closing thought? Totally off topic. Let's hear it. Totally off topic. Zany. Yeah. Better be zany. The election hot take. No. <laughs> a cold last, take. Last week's yes, election cold take. Last week we were talking a lot about just being agorist and how you build that into your life. And I saw a lot of conversation on different social platforms of people who follow us, of people trying to figure out how to set the foundation to do everything outside the system. And it was bordering on you're going to go to Club Fed. Mm. Like you don't start your business. I don't think you start your business by saying, how do I do something illegal? Right. Um, I think you start your business. And then you figure out how to not make money. Uh, You need to get the basic skills of I can run a business and it can make money before you can figure out how to not make money. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Is that that like too like subtle? Because I'm concerned that people are going to go out there and try to work, you know, like basically. No, it's good tax, good tax strategy is what, what the, what, yeah. what decent people call it. I don't know about you guys, but I'm just yeah. kidding. And I th- it's, yeah, a good, it's a good question to ask, but just like, if you're, if you're at the point where you're like, I make body butter and I want to figure out how to monetize this body butter, right? Mm-hmm. Go sell body butter. Yeah. Worry about don't the tax, worry about the tax strategy later. Accept crypto for it too. Yeah. 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 Don't, don't worry about how do I sell body butter off the books? No, that's a good, that's a good point. You know, you, you want to make the money so then you can figure out how to save it and protect it. Yeah. You, know, you can't figure it go backwards. Um, that's a great point. And, and for me, my last thought is, you know, I just found out that the SEC made crowdfunding limits from 1 million to 5 million. And so now the quarter million dollar contracts that I had drafted for a reg D plus raise, um, pretty much useless and I can go and raise it from the crowd now. So we'll be seeing fire on come to the public a lot quicker, hopefully. Um, maybe a lot. When are you launching that? Well, that so, crowdfunding campaign. Yeah, that's a good, good question. That takes some like, legal paperwork. And I think I have to file with the sec now, whereas before I just had an exemption. So, um, I'll, I'll, I'll keep you all, uh, up to date with that. And, and I'll be posting it on our fire on telegram, um, as well as the goose group. But, uh, I think what I'm going to do is get one of my accredited in and then go and file all the right paperwork and then just do it openly for the public. Cause that's really what I wanted to do since the beginning. Anyway, I wanted people to have an opportunity to make a lot of money and not be accredited investors. So I got 20 bucks on it. Hell yeah, man. I'm, I'm <laughs> cool. I got people everywhere from 20 bucks to a hundred thousand. So just getting it all in order. I've been out of the game, you know, for the past four days, just laying on my butt being sick, but stop being the- sick. Give that COVID back. CCP gotcha. It's not the CCP virus. I had that in February. This is was just a a head virus. Got, I hate those. Yeah, head cold. Which is strangely, all the, all the flus have gone away, right? No, they're, still- no, they're all gone. They're all COVID. That's, yeah, that's okay. No, they're not. I mean, you still can get sick with other things. It's a thing. Oh, Curtis Wall says only fans crypto. <laughs> that would be funny. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. I want to say thank you to all the people who've been uh, listening and Nicholas, Covey, Curtis, um, Joe, Tundra Walker, Joe. Thank you. Curtis said they had a freedom cell meetup on election night. Didn't even pay attention to the election. Just hung out and had some. Yeah. Good. That's That's a beautiful thing. 
Yeah, we're actually I thinking about doing it. I I put the results up to watch it, like I always do. Oh yeah, I saw your post where you're like railing on like, people about don't election. spend time doing it, and I'm like, okay, but what's up? Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah it's, but, it's good entertainment. Yeah. I well, didn't I didn't spend that many hours. Okay, John, what what's your last thoughts? Um, nothing much. Me and Derek Bros are talking about doing a Freedom Cell, actually like a Greater Reset Conference Summit type thing, um, in person. Big name speakers, also a digital virtual component for the folks that can't make it out and uh, thinking about doing that sometime in early 2021. And a lot of it will be focused on the problem, exploring it, understanding the mechanics of it. But most of the event will be all about solutions and organizing and networking. So be on the lookout for that. I'm sure a lot of Goose followers will appreciate that. And hopefully they can attend. We're thinking about maybe Texas or Florida. Because Florida's like wide open. And yeah, we I'm in Florida and Texas. Yeah, we got a huge community of goose folks and uh, libertarians and freedom cell people. I went to Florida recently and it was I was like posting on Facebook and people were like, "Hey, you're just right down the road from my ice cream shop. Hey, we're just north of you. Hey, stop by here on your way to Orlando. It's great to just have such a strong community and know that we're all out there. You know? Yeah, yeah. Anybody who is in Florida in the Goose Group, hit me up. I'm in South Florida. There's not there's not much libertarian stuff going on in South Florida, more more northern Florida. But anybody well, who's here, happy to meet you'd up. You'd be surprised. Yeah, uh, you'd be surprised, Xavier. Okay, so anything before I wrap this? Somebody just asked any thoughts on the idea that Joe Rogan voted libertarian. Maybe we can give our quick takes on <laughs> JoJo Jorgensen and her performance. Oh, you know, yeah, I forgot <laughs> about her. <laughs> I think that meme was was uh was pretty apropos, where it's like <laughs> wins third prize and like he kisses the, the lady and he's pouring the beer on himself. Yeah, <laughs> that one was funny. <laughs> The joke behind that is that I think if she gets 5%, then they all of a sudden have all sorts of new privileges for primaries or like it's on the debate is. stage yeah, or something. Totally. But instead, she barely put up a percentage point. I know. LP. A lot of people thought that because the candidates were so hated and there was so much vitriol on both sides that that would actually attract people to the third party. When in reality, did the opposite because right. they hated Trump so much or because they're worried about communists and love Trump so much. It right. like emboldened people to go out and vote. One Although, thing for. Go ahead. Kanye did. did he did really well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> he did really well. He's got some good stuff to say, that guy. Yeah, yeah. He uh, but he did concede. <laughs> he conceded. A conceded concession. Exactly. This fucking guy. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't right. have a lot to say about Joe. Um, I, I know how hard it is to run for office and I can't imagine putting that much effort in knowing you're only going to get like 1%. Yeah. And the LP does that time after time. Well, sometimes they think they're going to win. They're like so grandiose that they're like, we got a shot. This is the year. I don't, yeah. I'm Do sorry. You think, um, Ross Perot. Do you think he was the first Donald Trump in the sense that like he was the first like outsider that like people were trying to get in to fix the whole thing? Yeah, I think Ronald Reagan started off kind of as an outsider, even though he's the governor of California, mm-hmm. but he wasn't like a faction guy. But then they fixed that by putting in George Herbert Walker Bush as the vice president, who's like the total insider CIA Illuminati guy. Yeah. All right, well, I guess we'll be doing the show next Wednesday, and we should know what's going on by then, or maybe not. We're going to try to do it. Before we wrap, a lot of us are going to Spearco's Ranch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we don't know if we're going to do a live broadcast. I'm pretty sure we're not going to do a live broadcast show uh, Wednesday at 4, which would have been our time. You know what? If I get there on time, I might walk around with the phone and do, like, behind the scenes, you know, and then quick interviews with everybody. So that's what I was thinking. We'll just do some gorilla stuff from Jack's. There's going to be gorillas there? there. Like gorilla, (laughs) right? No, gorilla. Like Like the war we're about to experience. Gorilla war. (laughs) I know, I know. No, we'll just, we'll do, you know, impromptu podcasts, but I don't know that it's going to work for us to all sit down. I think if we are able to all sit down in person, it might be really fun. Yeah. 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 I vote for that. We should Uh, outvote Jack, even though it's his thing. I yeah. know. Well, I mean, he won't. If we do that, he won't be there in it. He'll he'll be there. He just won't be there. 
Um, but I also know how things go once you get to Jack's. So we're going to be, you know, what, by the way, what'd you guys drink tonight? Kratom. Water and Kratom, Kratom, potato. Kratom was potato. a good move. Oh, John, is it Kratom or Kratom? I think Kratom is more, it's actually like Kratom. That's how they say it in Southeast Asia. But, or Kedum, K-E-T-U-M. But I've always said Kratom, even though I think Kratom is more appropriate. That's what the American Kratom Association says, and that's what. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. But I'm I went for the Kratom, whiskey because it. it was the day after election day and. I was ready for a whiskey. I can tell you're a little enjoying yourself on this episode, Nicole. Huh? You mean I don't enjoy myself usually? <laughs> what? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, All guys. Right. All right. Much okay. love. You have a good night. Thanks, Have a guys. good night. Honk. Honk. Honk, 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 honk. Later. Unloose the goo. We'll take no views. Your paradise. Got no